You're listening to the Journey Digital Marketing Show, a podcast to inspire aspiring entrepreneurs to take the leap, start their own businesses, and pursue their passions. My name is Jason Lee, and I run a marketing agency called Journey Digital. And I'll be sitting down with other business owners to talk about how they built and scaled their businesses, and also discuss the lessons and failures they experienced along the way. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the Journey Digital Marketing Show. I'm joined by Kevin, uh, who is the founder of Unwanted FC. Um, I'll let him kind of introduce himself, but yeah, really keen to have you on the show. Thanks, Jason. Uh, pleasure. Hey, happy to be here. We always have some really interesting chats. Um, yes, as you mentioned, I'm from Unwanted FC. Um, we've been upcycling old unwanted football garments since 2018, and um, the brand's been growing and growing, and I've been getting journey digital to help me out <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's been an interesting one um super super cool concept like recycling old football jerseys and turning them into you know everyday items that you can use whether it's streetwear or um, bags and things like that um maybe you want to just talk about how you came up with that concept and i guess getting started yeah so upcycling is all about giving something more value and for us uh, myself and my brother, who's the co-founder, Keith, um, saw a lot of old football kits in our wardrobes, just collecting dust. And, um, you know, we're lifelong football fans, but it got to a point where it was a bit crazy. We didn't want to donate the kits because so much sentimental value to it, mm. but we couldn't wear them anymore. Yeah. And um, with a bit of experience in the industry, we saw how much samples are getting thrown out um, in fast fashion and in the sports industry. So we just really want to do something about that. And you know, through a few connections, fashion designers and tailors, we were able to mock up a few samples, which right. you know, it took a while, um, took most of our year in 2018. And then um, you know, first sample was a, a tote bag and it's just such a functional concept. And yeah. we fell in love with the idea of giving new value to an unwanted kit that literally was destined for landfill. Right, right, yeah, and that's like, and, and it's expanded from that, right? So instead of tote bags, well, mm-hmm. obviously part of your range, but now you also do, you know, like masks and, yep. and streetwear and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, you know, how has that kind of evolved over the years? Um, yeah, yeah. I think every year we just come up with more functional ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, some come and go, but some stick around. Most yeah. of them have stuck around and um, we're pretty happy with our product lines right now. I think we've trialed over 10 product lines know from your um tote bags satchels laptop Mm. sleeves bum bags hats mask uh, you name it like the potential to upcycle is really limitless but um for us we just want to really make sure that everything's functional yeah Um, we don't want to defeat the purpose of upcycling and giving new value to um a piece of garment that could have ended up in landfill Mm. 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 yeah so like it's, it's such an interesting mission and like you know you're doing like you know upcycling old stuff you kind of it's like a circular economy where you you know it's it benefits everybody and yeah exactly um, kind of creating that nostalgic feel to it because mm-hmm. you know obviously old jerseys you can't wear them anymore but you can kind of still live live through them through absolutely other, other items. so that's it's yeah. an awesome awesome mission you've got um you know how has that been like growth wise marketing strategy starting that up with your brother how did you go in the first few years of trying to get you know the word out there of this relatively new concept yeah. of you know recycling old yeah, gear. Yeah, I think we're really one of the first on the market to offer yeah. uh, reworked football gear. Um, 
and it got off to a good start. I think in 2018, um, sustainability was a big topic, even by the yes. big brands. It was yes. kind of like the start of the wave. Um, people were becoming more and more conscious about how they consume. Um, it was tough because we were brand new. We had to start from scratch. Yeah. We're no influencers. You know, I don't have like a big network. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's how you start, right? Um, through friends and family, we talked about it. I spread some samples around, got yeah. people to send in their old kits. And the first year was really just getting the fun- fundamentals right. Um, but me and Keith had always been really passionate about what we stand for. Um, you know, it's about telling that sustainable story, never overproducing mm. and um, building community as well. You know, right. getting people involved um, who are passionate about football, but also conscious about, you know, the difference that we can make together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then fast track to 2020, um, when I got stood down from my day job to part-time hours. Right. Um, that was when I really had the time to inject to Unwanted FC and mm. um, I founded my Shopify website. Right, right. And that was just a game changer. You know, having a domain is so credible. Like people don't mm. just see you as an Instagram anymore. Right. An Instagram brand, sorry. So um, rather than having to reply to each and every DM, you know, you jump onto our website and you find out about what we do. And yeah. um, very quickly it's scaled. You know, people are, are converting quicker. Um, people are asking less questions yeah, yeah, yeah. and for me I get more time to evolve the brand and work on the mm. brand and eventually continue scaling with an agency like yourself to yeah. run ads to remarket to them to talk to them so like you know obviously you started 2018 mm. you developed the product for quite a while mm-hmm. and then you know 2020 is when you started to actually you know build a website build that business yep. prior to that you're using friends families connections yep. to kind of just get the word out there yep. um you know, what were the, other than just contact from friends and family, were there any like niche strategies or like, you know, because um, back then there wasn't, influencer marketing was a relatively new mm. concept, you know, um, these days user generated content, you know, Instagram, yeah. TikTok, TikTok's a big one that, you know, back then wasn't really a huge thing. <laughs> um, how did you get the word out there? And, you know, did that shift when you did um, build that domain in the Shopify, your, your marketing strategy? It definitely shifted. We saw a massive win as we kind of had um, built that website. You know, it was a decent website that we put a lot of time and effort into and mm. got, you know, people from the industry, people who work in e-commerce to review it. Yeah. Um, you know, before that, it was really, thinking back now, it was really not a waste of time, but nothing was really being done at scale. Yeah. Every conversation was done manually. Um, but yeah, I'd say in 2020, when we um, started up on Shopify um, and got that credibility, we were confident as mm. well to approach uh, retailers and clubs yeah. to, to work together. And then that year, not only did we launch our website, we sold into a bricks and mortars for the first time yeah, cool. in South Korea. And um, they're called over the pitch. So right. Korea being a very uh, fashion forward city, Already then, um, in 2020, they were wearing football garments as fashion. Right. And there's a store over there, um, Pitch, that you know just absolutely kills it, sells mm. a lot of vintage. And i um, super grateful for that relationship because I think they really represent what we do Yeah. Um, really well. They just got it. First bricks and mortar activation. And then, boom, like clubs are like, yo, can we, can we jump on board? Brisbane yeah, Raw yeah. wanted to work with us. Um, sold into Ultra Football in Sydney. 
and Melbourne. Yeah. So yeah, that was the start, and like everything's just gone so quickly yeah, ever yeah. since then. I need to really sit back and be like, okay, what's my strategy now? What's yeah. what's going to elevate the brand? Yeah, yeah. So let, let's. I mean, nowadays the word's gone out, and heaps of people are jumping on the bandwagon, hearing about unwanted and what you guys do. Um, I'd love to know because it sounds like you you spent a lot of time with uh, you know yourself and Keith on product development, and it's always an interesting one hearing from business owners, marketers. Obviously, I'm a marketer. Um, bit of a nerd at this stuff so interesting to hear how important is product development versus distribution you know you, there's a lot of fast fashion econ mm, brands out there mm, they mm. might get a concept up and running and then influencer marketing user generated content ads seo whatever it is get the word out there versus it sounds like you put a lot of time yeah, and effort into product 100%. development yeah yeah i think we're like the complete opposite to fast fashion we try to approach a slow fashion mm. um type of mindset um, it all starts with a good product and like mm. you really can't market or fake a good product mm. um, we're end consumers ourselves you know we built it because we saw a, a solution to a problem that, that me and Keith were facing so being end consumers ourselves yeah. working closely to the product in our previous roles marketers it just made sense like I think we put all of our skill sets and our passions together mm. to build this brand so right. um, each and every decision is it's quite personal almost so mm. like we, we really care yeah uh, yeah yeah no that's a good answer i think it's you know getting those relationships from those you know big retailers brisbane mm. raw those guys um probably wouldn't have sufficed if you know the product wasn't good exactly in the first place, right? yeah yeah, yeah you can't fake it can you it's yeah like, exactly yeah and exactly. slowly like when you win over these um retailers and brands that work with you um you just gain more credibility and then people mm. Uh, trust you even quicker yeah so talk to me about how you get into that marketplace how you win the win the likes and the attention of these these big name brands especially you know relatively new business innovative concept um getting established stakeholders like brisbane raw yeah, yeah. um you know other players overseas how, mm -hmm. do you, how do you get them on board yeah i think you just have to be really organic with your approach um obviously for us i'm really proud of our unique selling proposition mm. which is upcycling and giving unwanted kids um, a new life and not mm. many people are doing that out there yeah. and um, we stand for an important uh, mission you know mm. it's about building circular economy and um, that's probably the future you know mm. if we continue um, producing at this rate with all these fast fashion brands um, the world's going to quickly yeah. sink yeah. so I feel like everyone kind of knows in the back of their mind these unwanted guys are doing the right thing right um obviously we haven't scaled yet we don't have bricks and mortar stores all over the country all over the world but i think people really back the concept yeah um and we're yet to really inject our full time and efforts in scaling it mm. um, yeah so paying like selling the story and, and the mission itself was like really the, the key driver exactly yeah and it takes an speed. effort yeah it takes like a big effort as well like you want to um attract people with what you say as well you've got to be quite strategic with what you say and not not over promise either mm. Um, mm. so you don't want to disappoint anyone right right so like not not being too aggressive in in the distribution just yeah. really kind of selling that story yeah, getting yeah. people on board with the concept getting them to agree and yeah. aligning that with what yeah. they want to achieve yeah. kind of thing i'd yeah. say that like the growth we've seen has been quite sustainable like it's not yeah. like we skyrocket and then we we dip again mm. because of one one um one thing we're relying on it's really like 
you know, it's a brand that's growing. It's not just like one aspect of it. It's not like, yeah, oh, yeah. we did one cool activation with Brisbane Raw and, and that was our success. Like yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, it's growing as a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of slowly winning, you know, in, in a small target market, trying to, you know, echoing yep, 100%. your mission and then getting more people on board with the idea yeah, and yeah. kind of escalating from that. Yeah, yeah that, that's awesome, man. Like um, I saw on Instagram recently, uh, you guys actually got a few shout-outs from some notable footballers, uh, specifically like Hector Bellerin was uh-huh. one of them. And I thought that was like super, super cool. We're best mates now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Like, man, like talk to me about how, do they, how does that even happen given that, you know, obviously you're based in Brisbane, mm. um, Hector Bellerin, mate, is over in the UK or wherever he's now, I'm not yeah. sure. Oh, he's I'm, in Spain now. Spain. Left, left Arsenal, went to a Real right. Batiste. Yeah, yeah, Spain. so how does that even happen? Like how does someone get their hands on one of your products and shout you out on yeah, Instagram. So crazy, man. Um, Hector is probably the perfect ambassador for us. Yeah. He stands for so much off the football pitch. As you know, a professional footballer, he speaks out about um, sustainability, circularity, um, social issues. Mm. So, you know, you don't see that much from professional footballers. Mm. They usually put up a barrier. Um, but Hector, he followed us um, I think end of 2020 yeah a while ago he followed mm. us when he was still at arsenal um i think one of our arsenal products just caught his eye and um followed us and even then i just went crazy i had to screenshot it shared it on my socials everyone's yeah. like yo that's fake oh wait it's not yeah, He's yeah, actually yeah. Following you. and um you know at first i was like dude massive fan of what you do like thank you so much for following us like mm. and he was responsive just good guy to chat you actually to. spoke to him on, yeah man yeah through right. dms yeah and um, I sent him some product because just I love what he stands for. And I just know that he understands what we're trying to achieve. Mm. Sent him some Arsenal gear um, and he fell in love with our wash bag. He just mm. really um, saw potential in the wash bag for a pro footballer, you know. Um, going to commuting to game day, you need to um, carry all those small bits that don't really fit in your duffel bags well. Yeah. Um, you're a footballer yourself, you know, like yeah, you know, the essentials. Um, and at the time, I was like, don't feel pressured to post anything, man. Like, mm. honestly, it's just between between us, understand that uh, the media is a bit hard on you sometimes. And he's like, yeah, that's chill. And it was just, he, right. he messaged us, appreciated the, uh, the product. We never forced him to post mm. anything. It was just organic, right? Organic relationship. Right. And then fast forward, he moved to Batiste mm. um, in the summer. And um, he seems to be a lot happier now in Real Batiste. Yeah. Um, the fans are less less toxic i think yeah 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 and um he's he's playing well um you could see he's more active on socials and then apparently his kit man was complaining about all his old kits in the dressing room right what do i do with all these old kids yeah some have holes in them some are outdated they're changing sponsorship sponsorship soon i can't say with who um uh, hector was like yo we know these guys in australia that no way totally you know give it a facelift and give it new value um, and it wasn't just a few products. It was like almost product for the whole first team squad. You know, wow. it was like 10 jerseys. Yeah. Reworked them into, into wash bags because they saw that Hector's had one before. And um, yeah, yeah. And we did that for them. Sent it back and Hector straight away just posted on the gram. Like it was very organic. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like, can you do this for me? It wasn't like an endorsement it wasn't sponsored. strategy. It, not he, sponsored. He just did it out of, you know, the love for the he, brand. And he made the kit man pay for it. And wow. Yeah, I would have done that for free. For That's a, like the for biggest shout out. Yeah, you know. just very organic. It wasn't anything near like, you know, a, a influencer yeah. endorsement. It wasn't a risk. It was just organic. I would have been happy to do it for free. Yeah. And how long was that process from first 
obviously contact of like you know him finding out about the brand to you know him moving clubs to then getting the kit man and um, involved in that would have been a while let me bring up my Instagram and see right December 2020 was when he Mm. first followed us and then yeah to get that shout out just a few weeks ago that would have been over a year right yeah yeah it's quite a long time it's so so interesting to me because um, you know being a marketing you, you are exposed to a lot of other businesses and their strategies and um, there's so many ways to look at it but it sounds like what you've done really well with the brand is paying very close attention to each interaction and touch point mm. like not rushing things um, the way you've gotten these key stakeholders on board Brisbane Raw um, you know Real Betis and yeah, yeah. all these all these really cool guys in the industry yeah. is you know making them fall in love with the mission not being too salesy just getting them aligned with your values speak human language as well exactly and then making them fall in love with you (laughs) and then they come back to you when they're ready versus hey you know i've got a product like shout it out you know buy now kind of thing so it's a bit aggressive isn't it yeah i don't like seeing that right form of language hey like being sold something i want to choose what i want to buy into yeah 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 so has that has that kind of approach is it starting to kind of amplify and you're seeing a bit of momentum? Because I can imagine it's definitely a long-term strategy and one that takes a lot of patience, mm. especially if you're developing the product for over a year. A lot of other business owners would be thinking, hey, I want to get, I've got this idea, I want to get up and running. Within six months, I want to be making yep. you know, $100,000 or whatever oh. it is. It's a very, very aggressive, whereas yeah. you've taken the opposite route. I'm patient, I'm developing the product, making people fall in love with my I brand. Understand does that amplify over time and, and, and I guess build a bit of momentum? I think it's starting to pay off, man. Like mm. at times, first year, second year, I thought to myself, is it really worth building this brand? Like I'm, mm. just, I'm just a young kid who loves football. Like, you know, is it worthwhile when I don't have the budgets? Yeah. But then, you know, every now and then um, there'd be just little sparks of joy that makes me yeah. want to continue elevating the brand. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it definitely has paid off. You know, in the past year or so, we've seen tremendous growth through mm. e-commerce. Um, people are buying in quicker, yeah. um, converting quicker, and um, a few bits and pieces has helped. You know, having in-person events, like successful pop-up events, to put mm. a face behind the brand has really helped. Mm. And yeah. just, yeah, interacting with the community. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you recently had a, had a, had a pop-up with um, X-Football and a couple yep, of those yep, guys. Yep. Um, Talk to me about that because that's pretty cool. Like collaborating with a couple of, um, you know, vintage, yeah. you know, clothing yeah. providers yeah. in the industry. Yeah. Um, how did that go for you? It was a really good um, shout out to like all the people who attended and made it happen. Um, you know, I think it was the first ever football culture event to take place in Brisbane. Mm. Uh, me and you grew up here playing football. So we're quite aware that, you know, it does run in our veins. Yeah. There, there is that community out there. And I just saw an opportunity, myself and Tom Ross from X-Football has been planning it for quite a long time, but right. there, there was a lot of setbacks due to COVID last year. Um, and we were meant to have it before the Melbourne pop-up in December. Mm. But yeah, you know, again, COVID. Um, but after I had that pop-up with Ultra Football in Melbourne, I was like, this needs to come up to Brisbane as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, everyone in Brisbane knows about football or people who play for a football club want to be involved more yeah you know there's never been something like this it's going to be a big hit um got other vendors from you know from Sydney and Melbourne involved um just to get that message out there but also yeah make sure that we're you know really offering great product on the day Mm. 
And um, yeah, I think all the vendors had a really successful day. Um, it wasn't just, you know, um, selling product. It was mm. more putting a face behind the brand, mm. meeting those uh, customers, those loyal customers that you've had conversations with over digital yeah. channels in person. I feel like that's right. really important as well. Yeah. So like how it sounds like it's pretty integral to your marketing strategy, just business strategy, but being very like community oriented and, and creating that loyal customer base like through one-on-one -on -one interactions like you know how much of this is going to play into the long term like you know constant events marketing yeah. you know pop-up events getting people literally super, involved super um super important i think and right now we live in a a world where digital is accelerating yeah. you know for yourself you've seen tremendous growth in journey but i still think it goes hand in hand when, mm. when it comes to digital and bricks and mortars yeah. or, or putting a face uh, in person so I feel like these pop-up events aren't going to go away if anything I want to do more and more yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we're going to do Sydney next we're planning Sydney cool. next. so yeah. hit all the key cities and then do a volume two mm. um, and we'll, we'll get a general gauge of interest I think we'll, we'll mm. know how not to oversaturate it mm. and um, who knows like we could even um, as a group as a group of Australians tour a different country mm. NZ um, yeah different parts of Asia, South Korea, who are into the football culture, Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so much opportunity. Yeah, it's insane amount of the opportunity, especially with the brand and how unique it is. Um, there's a lot of things that you can tap into, especially, um, I mean, you do the upcycling, you do your own e-commerce, like um, selling your own, you know, yep, your yep. clothes and stuff like that. You know, where else can you take Unwanted or where do you want to take it rather? Is it, do you want to go hard on the streetwear and, you know, hit the likes of, you know, this like Korea and yeah, Japan yeah, yeah. where streetwear is, you know, massive over yeah. there? Um, or do you kind of, you know, look to expand into other areas? Um, look, there's so many different opportunities to scale, isn't there? Um, I think it is important to do one thing at a time and yeah. do it right. Um, I do want to scale through, as you mentioned, kind of like a streetwear, just mm. through merchandise. Yeah. Um, that still tells a story. So, you know, sourcing um, bulk kit templates from 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, that's really fun. And we've seen some really tremendous success from it. And I do hope to do a few more this year. Mm. But the upcycling part is never going to go away. I feel like it's almost um, our DNA. Right. It's what we're unique for. Yeah. Um, but there's still opportunities there to scale, you know, hire more fashion designers who can maybe bring um, some different quality yeah, product yeah. lines, you know, yeah. there's still opportunity there, I yeah. think. So just to, just to clarify, and I don't think we touched on it early on, but like, what can you turn like old jerseys into? Like just for, for you like know, what type of products? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. what are the options here? Yeah, obviously it depends on like the size and condition of your shirt, but just say mm. you've got um, some football shirts in your men's sizing, um, you can, really fit into each and every one of our product lines. So started with the tote bag, that was our first mm. concept. And then came the um, the pouch, small pouch. Yeah. Um, we've got satchels, bum bags, small side bags. Yeah, wow. Face mask, bucket hats, laptop sleeves. The list goes on. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got- And just like whatever, you know, idea comes to mind, we can kind of just suggest it, like yeah, yeah. explore uh, that idea. Always, of always happy to listen to ideas and, um, you know, if it's something that's feasible and yeah. resourceful, we'll just add it to our product line. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. That's insane. Like, yeah. I, de- I definitely need to hit you up for more, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me know if more you custom, think of, like, custom clothing yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, just, yeah, there's so many jerseys yeah, out yeah. there that can be recycled. Um, let's talk about, you know, obviously, we, we did talk about, you know, where you do want to take it, but um, where to from here? Like, you know, you, you've recently had the pop up. You're getting much more traction from these influencers and stakeholders. Um, how do you, I guess, amplify your growth and really go aggressive now that you have built a loyal following you've done all the hard yards Mm -hmm. you've developed a great product what's on the agenda now yeah as you said i feel like the fundamentals are there now and now it's just scaling and elevating and working with people like yourself to Mm. remarket to really Mm. make sure we're present at every touch point yeah um but also amplifying our brand as well i'm working with a really interesting guy i won't give away too much yet because it's Mm. still in the plans but we're really going to continue doing what we do mm. um, upcycling and, and uh, promoting circularity promoting nostalgia but we're really going to try to promote that through our communications um, mm. through socials through our website everything we do tells yeah. that same message yeah right right and that like super super excited to see what that you know comes in the next few weeks or months or how long it's going to take yeah. to execute mm-hmm. um, but yeah that, that's super awesome man um I mean, given that uh, it's 2022, you've, you've kind of built this over the last three to four years. Mm. Is there anything you've really learned about, I guess, that whole um, that whole experience of building a business, you yeah. know, from product development to marketing to just logistics operations? You know, what yeah. is the biggest thing you've learned about this whole experience? Trust in the process. Um, spend some time to really strategize to begin with. Right. Um, speak to people like... You know, for me, I, I love speaking to people like yourself who work with a range of different clients just to get your mm. honest feedback. Yeah. You know, people close to you won't lie to you. So yeah. get, get other people's opinions because you're going to strive quicker and mm. learn learn more um, through a bigger bigger range of people's um, ideas rather than your own. Mm. Um, and just trust the process. Once you, you really think that you've got an idea a concept that's going to work just back yourself and, and trust in the process mm. yeah. it's, it's, it's like very um i wouldn't say it's contrarian but these days in social media a lot of people are quite aggressive with their their ideas of business and you know i need to make a million dollars in the first you know one or two years yeah. or whatever it is um it's interesting that you kind of take the opposite mindset yeah. and say trust the process and you know um, yeah. really work on your product and mm. and get it to a point where everyone loves it so yeah. it's interesting that you say that nice change it's, of pace yeah it's, it's <laughs> definitely not the common um yeah. advice that people mm. say mm. um you know being quite aggressive you know yeah. get, get a product launch it go aggressive market you know mm. um yeah you, you're super super not chill out about it but yeah. very you know yeah, I definitely still see opportunity to scale. Um, but yeah, don't have to be too aggressive. Otherwise, I'll be too busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, that's fair. Um, mate, I'd love to hear your thoughts on like advice. Like obviously, there's, there's all these things that you've learned, but like what would somebody, what would you suggest to somebody that is looking to start a business that's maybe on the fence, whether it's in e-com, merchandise, or whatever, it's a business idea. What are your thoughts on, I guess, advice? Definitely going back to product, it all starts with good product. Right. Um, are you an end consumer or do you know someone who's an end consumer? Mm. Use them as you know a profile, as mm. you know, um, pitch it to them and see if you can win them over. Right. Put all your ideas into a brand deck, whatever it is. Make sure it's shareable mm. and get those right people's eyes across it. And right. 
you, you'll know. You'll, yeah. you'll definitely know. So kind of validating that idea mm-hmm. through feedback, like yep. getting it obviously like thought out yep. and then seeing what people think yep. about it yep. and then kind of going from there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Now that's awesome, man. All right. Um, yeah, man, where can, uh, where can people contact you if they want to, you know, upcycle their stuff or just get in contact with you in general? Yeah, you can find us on Instagram. It's just unwantedfc. Type it in. Um, you can hit us in the DMs. I, I check that pretty often. Mm-hmm. Or you could head to our website and um, there's an email button at the footer that you could, um, that you could hit as well. Mm. Yeah, awesome, man. All right. That was a, it was a pleasure uh, you know, having you on the podcast and looking forward to the growth that you are going to be experiencing in the next few months. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jason. All right.